At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. Our bones are at their strongest around age 30, and they slowly lose density as we age. This is a natural part of getting older. However, if there was something you could do to prevent a disease, wouldn't you? Conversations about healthy, strong bones usually involve drinking milk. But what if you're not a milk drinker or if you're lactose intolerant? My guest today is Jacqueline Getzko. She's a certified nurse practitioner practicing at Alina Health Bloomington Clinic. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. So, Let's talk about osteoporosis yeah, and bone density. You. Explain a little bit about women and what happens to our bones as we age. Well, as we women are at increased risk for osteoporosis because we tend to have thinner and smaller bones than men. Also, as we begin to reach menopause and age, estrogen, the hormone that we know protects bones, dramatically decreases as a woman begins to approach and reach menopause. And this is a major contributor to why we lose bone density and why women are more prone to osteoporosis. Um, those that are at the highest risk are Asian and white women, but men and women of all ethnicities can get osteoporosis. Are there some people that are just going to have this problem? Is there a genetic or hereditary component to it, or is there something you can do to prevent it? Prevention is key. You're never too old or too young to take care of your bones and prevent bone loss. There's a lot of good habits we can incorporate into our daily life that can help decrease our chances of getting bone loss or an osteoporosis. I tell my patients to um, obtain a diet that's rich in calcium because this can getting enough calcium and vitamin D as part of a well-balanced diet rich in fruits, vegetables, protein, and low-fat dairy products can help keep our bones healthy. I also really like to impress on patients to engage in a regular exercise program, especially high-impact exercises, because these are the exercises that help keep your bones strong. These are things like dancing, jogging, hiking, or climbing stairs. If you're not somebody that can do high-impact exercises, low-impact exercises are a good safe alternative and are also good for bone health. And these are things like using an elliptical machine, a stair-set machine, or even a treadmill. Other things we can do to decrease our chances of getting osteoporosis are to avoid smoking and limit alcohol intake, which can both lead to bone loss. Would somebody know if they're suffering some of this osteopenia, the softening, or osteoporosis bone loss? Would they know, or is this something that you want us to get tested for on a regular basis and have that bone density test? There's really no signs or symptoms of osteoporosis or um, osteopenia, which is the early stages of osteoporosis. We don't recommend screening or doing bone density scans until you're about 65 years old. Because once bones have weakened from osteoporosis, you might start seeing symptoms like height loss over time or a stooped uh, posture. Um, a significant sign of osteoporosis is a bone fracture that would occur much more easily than one would expect given their injuries. So people hear you say calcium and foods rich in calcium and everybody right away thinks about milk. It's got vitamin D and calcium, both good for the bones. When we're thinking about milk, some people can't. They're lactose intolerant or they have a milk allergy. So what do we do if you can't ingest dairy products? 
Yes. Milk products, low-fat dairy are great choices, but if you don't like milk or you avoid lactose products, there are other good food choices. Foods that are a great source of vitamin D are things like fish, especially canned sardines or salmon with bones are high in calcium, and fatty fish like a salmon or tuna is a great source of vitamin D. Other good choices to get adequate calcium and vitamin D are things like fruits and vegetables, specifically dark green vegetables like your kales, your broccolis, Chinese cabbage, mustard greens, or turnips are good sources of calcium. Some foods are often fortified with calcium and vitamin D, and these are foods that have calcium and vitamin D added to them. You can see this on oftentimes on the box when you're looking at foods at the grocery store. Certain brands of juices, brands of breakfast foods, soy milk, rice milk, or snacks and breads sometimes are fortified with both calcium and vitamin D. How do you know if you're getting enough vitamin D and or calcium, and do you recommend supplementation, vitamin D supplements or CalTABs or one of the calcium supplements? Well, our bodies need vitamin D in order to absorb calcium. So they do go hand in hand. I do recommend um, calcium supplements for those that think that their food sources are deficient um, or they're not getting enough calcium in their diet. So women aged 50 and younger should be getting about 1,000 milligrams of calcium per day, and about 400 to 800 international units of vitamin D. Those 51 and older should be getting about 1,200 milligrams of calcium per day, and 800 to 1,000 international units of vitamin D per day. And this is your total daily calcium and vitamin D. And you can get this from food sources, or you can get it from supplements. But it's important to get into the habit of reading food labels to check the nutrition facts for the daily value of calcium and vitamin D. And it's usually listed as a percentage on the side of the box. So if a nutrition label states that it has 25% of the daily value of calcium, this means you're getting 250 milligrams of calcium. And this is a good way to sort of try to begin to count how much calcium you're getting. And if you're noticing a shortage at the end of your days, go ahead and supplement. But there's no benefit to taking additional calcium. And there's even actually a small chance of developing kidney stones if you're taking too much calcium. In terms of vitamin D, it can be pretty hard to get vitamin D from our food sources alone. We can get vitamin D from the sunlight in terms of UVB rays. But if you live in an area where I live, like Minnesota, where sun exposure is very small, especially in the winter time, it can be hard to get vitamin D or it can be almost absent. And also, we tell all of our patients to be using SPF 30 or higher, and this blocks the UVB rays, making it almost impossible to get vitamin D from the sun. Same as calcium, you want to check the food labels to make sure you're getting enough vitamin D in your total daily servings. But many people do need to take a vitamin D supplement to get enough vitamin D for bone health. Before taking a supplement, if you're already taking a multivitamin, go ahead and check and see the content of the vitamin D. And especially, sometimes calcium supplements are already in a multivitamin. So in just the last few minutes, Jacqueline, speak about prevention regarding osteoporosis and really what the listeners can do starting today to help them build strong, healthy bones. 
This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Prevention is key in building strong and healthy bones. And that, in addition to getting adequate vitamin D and calcium, I really push for patients to get regular exercise. My best advice is to really stay physically active because this can help you build strong bones and slow your bone loss, and it also keeps us healthy. Exercising can benefit our bones no matter when we begin, and if you initiate a regular exercise program when you're young and continue to exercise throughout your life, you'll really gain the most bone health benefits. I recommend combining strength training with weight-bearing exercises like your walking, your jogging, your dancing. Strength training through weights in our upper body can help strengthen muscles and bones in the upper extremities and upper spine. And the weight-bearing exercises like our walking and jogging can help improve the bone health in our lower extremities, hips, and lower spine. Thank you so much. It's absolutely great information. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. For more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.